Welcome to your new favorite band, the podcast brought to you by the LA Navy. And now, your hosts, Dallas Dwight and Drizzle Silvera. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of your new favorite band with the LA Maybe. I am Dallas Dwight. And across the table, it's me, Driz Silvera. What's up? And today we're going to be doing the NPR version of... Yes. What's the name of the book? Your new favorite band with the LA Maybe. And uh, there's a lot of books behind me, but you can't see them. I am in what you would describe as a voracious reader. And I've read nearly seven books in my life. <laughs> I read a lot of... I like near, <laughs> nearly seven. <laughs> is that four? Is, is how are we measuring this? To continue our conversation, I've read about 120 tape op magazines. Yeah. It's a very artsy recording magazine. That's very good. I have a few of those as well. I have not read or even opened them, but I do own them. That is why I can school you in <laughs> the knowledge of tape off. <laughs> is that you said that's recording? Yeah, it's it's basically like a, a recording engineer's kind of wet dream of nice. articles from the greatest uh producers, engineers, mixing, um mastering. I think I've definitely you know. read something. I know and Sound um, on Sound. I know that one. Yeah, so Sound on Sound. This one's kind of like more like I guess kind of in depth and like personal. Right. Um they blow you little kisses and stuff. Yeah, dude, tons of tons of kisses, man. Every um, time I get an email from them, it's got like the blow kiss emoji. That's amazing. I, I'm pulling this up because I want to make sure I get this right. Uh, today, I saw this was announced. I don't know if you saw it yet. Slate Digital was purchased by Audio Tonics. Yeah, Audio Tonics. That's the company that owns SSL and like a bunch of other stuff. So uh, it seems like. Yeah, they own Allen & Heath, Solid State Logic, a bunch of other stuff. These are all uh, Digico. All, yeah, I've worked on cool I've worked on Digi- Digico consoles. Those are like some of the top consoles for live, right? Yeah, anything. Um, you know. I really. remember I, all I remember is like when we played is the Journey Tribute. We played a few like really nice rooms where like the marquee had a bunch of bands I'd heard of and the front of house guys all had Digicos, like big ones. <laughs> so yeah, Digicos, like, oh, well, Digicos are phenomenal like 30, consoles. boards and shit. Thirty thousand, thirty thousand dollars. Yeah, oh, that's like the that's the cheapest. Yeah, yeah. No, I've I've gotten to play play and mix on like the hundred thousand dollar you you know SD fives, SD sevens. So what makes them so expensive? Well, they're kind of front runner. They they really they they put it on their consoles. They got the stealth, um, I guess, technology in them. They're, they're really what it is. They're phenomenally built. They can talk to other con. They're, other consoles you can light pipe between them mm-hmm. um can't we do can, that with like you can do that with other consoles with yeah x32 and the m32 yeah but yeah. really it's it's, obviously it's a different level the but. sound the the sound and the quality man i remember like, the honestly, guy um we played the one i remember specifically it was this digicore digico board like the size of this di- this desk we're sitting at and this guy was sitting there um it was we played um Northern Lights Theater in Milwaukee. It was part mm-hmm. of a casino, the Potawatomi Casino. It was an incredible room, 500-seat, beautiful room. I mean, I'll just pull up a picture for you, and I could probably put it on the screen for everyone else too. Foz and I played this room together. Um, everyone be patient while I type here. Yeah, so while he's typing. Yeah, I typed that pretty good, actually. Yeah, Digico is phenomenal. Um, this room. Oh, yeah, that's gorgeous. And uh, yeah, so the guy, all I remember is the guy um, ran the whole board. The board sits like back here. This is like a monitor thing, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, he ran the whole thing with a pencil. He had the pencil that like he would just use the eraser end of it. And he was literally like, <laughs> like typing shit, like just like all the faders. I was just, like, holy shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> this guy knows what he's doing. Oh, uh, let me see if I can pull this up for the people. They've been, uh, they've been, most studios that had SSLs have kind of gone to uh, to bad. using Digico for for live broadcast and stuff like that as well too. So same broadcasting. Sense, right? Now we know the same company owns both, so that makes sense. Yeah, right. So SSL, you know, where they've been used for broadcast, you know, they had proprietary boards made for like, you know, like live news broadcasting, blah blah, blah and TV broadcasting essentially. Um, GoPro. And uh GoPro GoPro. Got the GoPro. There we go. There That's we go, the Northern Lights Theater in uh there behind us. 
That's in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. It was a cool place. It's it's much bigger than it looks here. You're only seeing like the first couple rows. It goes back yeah, quite, yeah. A, quite a ways. And there's that whole balcony up top as well. Uh, and you know what I could probably do here? They flew the subs in that array. Nope. Hey, there nope. you go. Take a look at us. Nice. Behind the scenes there. A little behind the scenes. Don't say we don't give it to you. Oh, I think it's this one. I think I can hit this one here. Boom. Still no. Wow. What a tech crew we have. I'm going to fire every last one of them. All anyway. gone. <laughs> yeah, so that was a really cool place. Really nice board, really nice equipment, crew, rolling everything in, you know, all the good mm-hmm. stuff. So Yeah, yeah, cool. for sure. You know, anytime you see a Digico and Meyer or Community or EAW, you know. Um, Behringer. <laughs> <laughs> and someone who knows how to tune it. I've heard shitty systems with an engineer who was phenomenal at tuning blow crazy amounts of gear with yeah, something sucks it, it, out of the water. More expensive gear is never the answer, but it doesn't hurt. <laughs> no, it sure, it, you know, it, it, everything helps, but again, you know, if you've got someone who's completely clueless behind, you know, yeah, behind it, make it a you difference. could, it, and in fact, it could, it, it, it will always make it worse. If you have someone who has no idea, it will always make it worse, even if it's the nicest system, yeah, unless funny. they can't fuck with the parameters and it, Sounds good, no matter what you what you throw in there. But yeah. <clears throat> the thing I loved about uh, Digico that I really took away was was I found myself not using any um, any of my uh, Waves plugin like, Waves yeah, server like with it because it just stuff, sounds yeah. so good as is. Um, and and the preamps in there just were were. <laughs> and you mean they have like compressors and stuff in the Digico? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, you can you know use servers and and whatever plugins you want to to on those but you know auto really every track <laughs> yeah sure try <laughs> auto tuning a live mic picking up <laughs> picking up stage volume <laughs> yep she's tracks in mine yeah uh but slate digital was purchased by audio tonics or whatever it is and uh anyway a lot of people think that a lot of those ssl plugins are going to be coming to the all access pass which is kind of cool oh wow <laughs> so a lot of that that joint venture might might be really it might bring a lot of value to that all access pass yeah yeah i which is already stupid like valuable like it's so insane yeah it's it's it really is a crazy crazy value i use i use slate personally mm-hmm. but everything i use slate i bought because yeah. i don't i have some find myself well. reaching for that much out you know outboard i guess vst plugins right um because i super familiar with the stuff on board and mm-hmm. I also have waves that I love too. Yeah. So I find yeah, myself waves, I when I'm, good when I'm using well. slate for the most part, it's either trigger two uh, for drums. If I have to, um, you know, by the way, a little hack for trigger two. This is so, so behind inside baseball, but a lot of people use it. They don't even use triggers. They'll just use it for the gate because the gate and triggers. It's so phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. It's great. Yeah. They've since put that gate inside of their, mix racks you can have that as well for other stuff and it's like more robust but um <clears throat> some people use triggers just for that too yeah the gate is phenomenal um but if you know how to set a gate then you know any most gate gate, will gate, do. Yeah. any gates will do yeah that's that that one's really um it's designed for drums yeah so uh and it's it's what one or two knobs i forget it's super simple two knobs yeah. So basically you just hit on and most of the time it's done. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then you just tweak it. A as long bit as the gain to, yeah. structure was done correctly on the, uh, the input source, <coughs> um, you know, something in my throat today, but I thought that was a cool little thing. Uh, and I don't remember how we got there. What were we talking about before slate? Uh, we were talking about consoles and a room with, uh, but slate brought us two consoles. What was before? Well, that? it was really just the news of, we was were that just unrelated to, Everything. I you, think you, I just yeah, we it. were we were opening up the podcast, and you were like, "Oh wait, you right. want to know what?" So we weren't really. We so were kind of just okay, saying hi. Cool. Anyway, hi. Hey, what's what's up, dude? <laughs> Ten minutes in. Uh, anyway, I've read a lot of books. Read so many books. So this was the NPR voice. It's almost aggressively monotone. So um, we're going to do a gig recap. It like was the high one. <laughs> really electrifying if you couldn't tell like by the LA my voice. Shush. Shush. We got to hear the grass grow. Uh-oh. Now we're in a- asthma territory. <laughs> asthma. <laughs> <laughs> that podcast where it's like, what's it called? Like BDSM or yeah. some shit? <laughs> ASMR, my friend. Not BDSM. <laughs> different, different Google search patterns. <laughs> 
You're on a different list Googling those two. <laughs> um, yeah, so we had we had a couple gigs last weekend. And I uh, figured we could talk about talk about the gigs a little bit. And uh, from I must say my favorite right off the bat was the one at the brewery. Yeah, we played Lake Wiley Brewery in, uh, well... Lake Wiley. Lake Wiley. Te- technically, <laughs> it was, it was technically Rock Hill, but technically, it sits right actually, next to technically, Rock Hill I think, I think it's Rock Hill, but it's you can even further shrink it down to Newport. Okay, true. Uh, hate that, but yes, yeah, because all the locals be like, no, it's Newport. Yeah, true. Uh, really cool place. I've driven by that place in my life probably five, six hundred times. Didn't know it was there till the last two times I drove by. Same. <laughs> Same dude, and, and now I can't not see it. Yeah, exactly. I've driven by yeah. it since. Every time I drive by, it's packed. Yeah, but when we were there, it was really cool. I couldn't find parking to my own damn show. <laughs> I had to park like way far away. So it's pretty cool. Uh, but we had a, a nice big crowd there. Tons of people coming up to us. Tons of people wearing our shirts and stuff. Yeah, it was really awesome. You had a friend come from out of town. Yeah, I got to give a shout out. Shout out to my buddy Mike. Um, he drove all the way from Houston, Texas. White. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yours is cool, too. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, he drove from Houston, Texas. So, <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. Anyways. Houston, Texas. That is, uh, I've been to Houston once, played a gig. But uh, it's. I didn't know it was right on the border with Louisiana. You didn't go to that other place kind of near the middle of the state. I forget what it's called. Their, their airport spans like two counties. Stupid name. Um, Some idiot, idiot name. Stupid city. Yeah, it's one of the biggest uh, airports Austin. in the country. That was it. And, uh, yeah, Houston's right there on the border with Louisiana. And <laughs> you, you set up the volleyball and you spiked it. <laughs> you just fucking spiked it. I'm like, clearly it's Dallas. <laughs> oh, Fort Worth. Love it. Yeah. I have been to that airport, but other than that, I've never been to the city of Dallas. And uh, I'm not a Cowboys fan. I know everybody wants to ask me that. It's so f- They can't wait to get it out. What's up? I'm Dallas. Oh, you love Cowboys? <laughs> Relax. No. <laughs> And they're definitely Cowboys fans. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so funny. And they all say it like they're the first one to ever think of it. Do you want to know the only cars that I see tricked out in NFL gear? Cowboys. Every are time. Cowboys? Every time. Yep. Yep. It's insane. They have some big fans. They are called America's football team. Really? Yep. Which is kind of crazy. Hmm. They're also one of the most valuable sports teams in the world. They're valued over. That's what I heard. I think. I, I think one of one of the other sports franchises is like... Only NFL team in like the top five too. It's a lot of soccer teams. A lot of soccer teams yeah. like Manchester and we could find this out real quick. Oh, 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 we're going for this. We're Most going for it. Pokemon cards. Just kidding. Sports teams. Uh number one. Well, this is just NFL. No, the top really? Okay. Well, I'm super wrong. There's no way. All right, well, all right, I'll read it to you. According to Forbes, the world's most uh fifty, we're only looking at the top like few here. Uh, in 2022, number one, Dallas Cowboys, eight billion. I said over a billion. I was, I was not incorrect. Definitely number two, Patriots, four, uh, six point four. Number three, the Los Angeles Rams. That makes sense. Six point two. Number four, New York Yankees, uh, tied with the New York Giants. Then the Lakers. But see, it skips some. We're looking at like a condensed list here. Uh, the Lakers are number ten, and then Barcelona is number fifteen. I want to see the top five. So who's number five? Because we've listed one, two, three, and the two tied for four. Yeah, we got to find out what five is. I think five might be a. It's just crazy to me that the sports teams aren't, or the uh, soccer teams aren't higher up there. Yeah, I would have sworn. I could have sworn. But this was also years ago. Last I checked, like literally. You know, another thing I look up like every year. What? The bite force of animals. <laughs> Like once a year, I find myself looking up the bite force of different animals. I think we've done it on this podcast, probably. No, we did. Uh, all right, number. Jesus Christ, just get to the fucking thing. No, no, the Rams, Yankees, Giants. Number five is the Knicks. So, uh, oh, wait. yeah. Nope, they literally skipped number five. Okay, cool. Number five is the Knicks. So it's all American teams. That's insane. Well, I guess Top it makes. Three football. It, I guess it makes sense. I mean, I know people that straight up neglect their families for sports. Yeah. Like straight insane. up. They're like, nope, don't bother me. Got my sports on TV. Yeah. It's so crazy. It's so crazy to me. Uh, the sports thing in general, how passionate people get. Um, and I like I like getting into it, but I, I almost get into it like 
like fakely, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. if, like I don't, I don't care at all. At the end of the day, I really don't care either. But if I'm in a sports bar and everybody's cheering for the team that I also kind of like, I'm like, it's awesome. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, but other than that, I don't really care. <laughs> now, do that for something like guitar, audio, anything that audio, guitar, blah blah blah. That for me, you know, and and you could say I neglect my family for that. But that's also my living. I don't just sit there and veg right. out and watch sports, you know. Right. Uh, Crystalia has a funny joke. He says uh, uh, jerseys. He was like, if you wear a shirt with another adult man's name on the back, that guy should be able to fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> that guy, you're that guy's bitch. He should be able to fuck you. Then we need to get the Dallas and Driz tees <laughs> to start t-shirt canning them out in the shows. <laughs> See if this works. <laughs> All guys coming up. Yeah, this is 5X. Ah, shit. <laughs> 5X. That would be the logical next you question, know what? right? Fuck it. You have a parachute that just says it has kind of a similar design. It'll probably fit. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, we were talking a little bit before here about um, new bands we've been digging. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So we brought up uh, one of our favorites you guys know as well, uh, The New Roses. They have a couple new singles out. You guys should go check them out. They're sounding pretty good. And their album's going to be coming out. Do we know exactly I when? Have no idea. But they've got a new album coming set out. to come out. I don't remember the name off some the top point. of my head, but it's got a red cover. Red like cover or something? With like a rose snake type thing. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Roses. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, you brought up Crazy Licks. Crazy Licks, yeah. Uh, in fact, found out about the band because we were on a classic rock, like a classic rock article top uh, classic rock magazine classic rock the tracks magazine. of the week yeah. three or four times yeah so they, they do it every week obviously if it's a track of the week so i scrolled back to the previous week and i saw this crazy licks anthem for america i was like oh what, what, what's this clicked on it and really fucking dug the band uh they say anthem for america i, I believe they're from that. sweden or somewhere uh, they're they're from europe i, I probably completely okay. botched it but yep yeah Gotcha. Killer band. Uh, yeah, they sounded... I mean, I remember you showed me Anthem of America once. We pulled it up here a minute ago. Yeah. And a couple other tracks I clicked through, and they all sounded equally as good. So, cool band. Uh, unfortunately, this at this time, we don't have all the information. Maybe we could talk about them more uh, in a future episode. But just just killer, what we've heard so far. I and love the anymore. intro of that song. What happened to the youth? Wasn't that the one you USA? said had a crazy video? Uh, yeah, I mean, they got... They, they have a lot the of... show me the funny video about America? Funny video? Yeah, you were like, you gotta see this. And I was like, I don't remember. Was, I wouldn't consider that one funny. It, it was another it's band that was funny. In, the, in the top tracks of the week with us or whatever. I can't, honestly. And it was definitely about America, somehow. I can't remember, we'll dude. To, we'll have to jog the memory bank somehow. But that it might it might be that one because because there there were a couple funny moments in it, but it wasn't like it's meant to be funny. But right. they clearly included that to have a little. Comedic right. edge. That must have been the one. I think that yeah. must have been the one. Because uh, we were just kind of, they were kind of really over the top or something. Yeah. 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 yeah it was fun. It was, album it was, was fun. Cool. Yeah. yeah. It's just, yeah. The recordings are cool. Everything about those guys were really cool. Uh, and then I brought up the band Camino. They've been around for a little while. And I'd always heard their name. I've seen their name a lot of places, but we had just played Tin Roof Columbia. And I looked at the schedule of the Senate right next door, which is attached. And I saw the band Camino was playing like either the night before or after us. And I was like, ah, those guys are playing here. That's cool. Look them up. You know, maybe put on a tune or something. Put on a song. Loved it. Next song. Loved it. Went through both albums and just loved all of it. So really, really like those guys. Um, wouldn't say they're like rock, rock, but they definitely have a rock edge, pop, rock, pop, punk, kind of that vibe, which I always love. And um, just great songwriting, great production. I just love everything about that. So yeah, it's right. They they strike me as more of like extremely polished, like indie. Yeah, um, alternative pop, alternative which indie is kind of pop. Alternative pop is kind of a oxymoron, no? Yeah, it's extremely oxymoronic. Yeah, it's extremely moronic. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> no, so we spent a little time listening. They were they were cool. Yeah, yeah good band. Uh, good. They're from Nashville. I Amazing lyrics. Like they they're really yeah. really really shining their lyricism yeah. just from what I checked out. Crafted. So. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> other than that. It's a couple bands we've been listening to, I think. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, I think there was one more we were we were talking about. Um, oh, we pulled up a band called. Was the first one you had pulled yeah, up? White Reaper. I only know these guys because they have a song in a game I, I'm playing. 
And uh, yeah, they sounded great. I don't know anything about them. The song's called Raw. The band's called White Reaper. It's got a really cool intro. You guys should definitely check it out. Really cool guitar riffs. They also have, have kind of a similar punky alternative. More punk, though. Yeah. Definitely more punk than uh, the, Camino, yeah. the... Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh, uh, really cool. I've always loved the word Camino. Plus, my my buddy Clyde had an El Camino. He was always working on the whole time I knew him. Nice. Never worked. Never. Or... Yeah, never. <laughs> <laughs> Greatest car in the world, man. Think by the time we stopped hanging out because life took us different places, like he finally had it running. Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> like he's sitting there wrenching it. Best car you'll ever find. Has that ever ran? Nope. <laughs> you see an issue with those two sentences back to back? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking uh, of which, so my buddy Mike, who drove up from, I was just Houston, about to go back to Mike. I'm glad you. I'm glad you. Did. Yeah, he drove up from Houston in an El Camino. No, no, no El Camino. In fact, this would uh, give any El Camino a <laughs> run for its money. Wait, does it run? It. They it already, fucking already gallops as dude. good. Already it gallops. as good. It gallops. No. So, anyways, he was just like, dude, um, brought my Mustang up. I, I, I don't want to go too much into, you know, personal life stuff, but like he's high up with Ford, high up with Ford, Ford. Oh, okay, he's cool. like top 10 at what he does. In oh, nice. The entire company. The assassin or <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> corporate espionage. Yeah. Just assassinate cars and crunch them up. And uh, <laughs> so anyways, um, he brought his tricked out Ford Mustang. Mm-hmm. Like when I say tricked out, I mean. This motherfucker like it has like a spoiler, <laughs> like, like this thing, like it's got a carbon fiber rearview mirror. <laughs> carbon, Dude, this thing's transmission, carbon fiber dick urinal. You just stick your dick in when you get in the seat. You don't even have to get out. You just piss. Yeah. No, uh, no, <laughs> no. Anyways, he was just like, "Here's the keys. Go have fun." I was just like, "Uh." uh. Oh, okay, dude. You don't say a word. You burn out of the parking lot. He's like, ah, shit, what have I done? I was like, all right, here we go. He's like, here's how you put it in sport mode. This is track mode. Ooh. So not only does it have like regular. Was he here hanging out with you for a while? Or Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we spent the we spent a good portion of the following day after that gig at Lake Wiley Brewing nice. Company uh, hanging out. Very cool. Because I hadn't seen him in, in a long, long time. Right. And uh, But we stayed. And we only hung out for like a week when we first met. Uh, but we've stayed in contact ever since, and um, love you know, letters. Big, yeah, yeah, exactly, dude. The whole, the whole nine. 60, I dream of you. Nine the whole days. sixty-nine yards. Yeah. Um. <laughs> anyways, now I get in that. I get in that car and I take it out to McConnell's Highway, and I touch the gas, and I'm sixty miles per hour, dude. Yeah. So I go into the neighborhood. I turn around to come back because I didn't want to like burn all his gas and be gone long. You know, he's letting me. You're just gone play. to like nightfall. <laughs> yeah, no, dude, that would be hilarious. <laughs> Here you go, it's empty. Just <laughs> runs out of gas and sputtering as you show back up. <laughs> so anyways, I turn around. McConnell's is empty. I'm like, okay, here we go. So I jump on McConnell's, just turn onto it, and I put the pedal to the metal. I literally had it to the metal for three and a half seconds, and I was at like 85, 90 miles per hour. Nice. And I was just like, okay, all right. Yep. Took my foot off the gas, and it goes... <laughs> Like just fucking dude. <laughs> is it a stick or not a stick? Probably no, but it has. You can do paddle shifting on it. Okay. <clears throat> so, yeah, dude, that was uh, that was a real car. That's awesome. I've heard. Uh, uh, yeah. So the fa- do you the, do you know what the fastest car on the market right now is? Uh, it's probably a Tesla, right? Yeah. So it's Tesla Plats, dude. It's zero to sixty in one point eight. Well, yeah, no, no gas engine can do that <laughs> no. it, because of the, so it's, the nature. They say of it. it's like I haven't driven one. I'm going to actually. I'll tell you about that after. But there's a, um, it's like a golf cart. That's what it feels like. They said where you just kind of smooth. But <clears throat> dude, zero to sixty in one point eight. They say it throws you back in your seat like a roller coaster. You're just like, <laughs> like, and you're just like grinning like, ah! dude. I believe I believe it, dude. This yeah. thing threw me back in the seat, and I know and that was probably faster. what three. Uh, what do you say? Three points something. Two points something. Got to be two points something probably. Uh, to get to eighty five, it was probably like it was zero to. It was definitely zero to sixty in three something. Zero to so eight, but like ten to eighty-five because I had to take the ten at turn. I yeah, took oh, turn, yeah, yeah. and I was about ten to oh, eighty-five. That's still like I, I think I've never, I've never done anything. I like think that it's a ten. Car. I think it's a ten speed. Yeah, 
like it, my I mean, mountain was, bike. I literally like just pedaled to the metal, and then as soon as I thought to pedal to the metal, I had to take it off. Yeah, because it was just like shit. Fuck, here we go. We're two hundred, and it like fuck. it was crazy. It, yeah, it, it like you you and it wanted to peel out, but it didn't. It grabbed. That's the torque. Just, yeah. Yeah. Well, it wanted to turn like kind of. Boom, you know, a little bit. I forget which way it wanted to, but like it just wanted to kind of like, and it gripped and just dug in, gone. Nice. Dude, it was. It's badass. Yeah. Man. Yeah, Mustangs are workhorses, dude. Pun intended. <laughs> I actually didn't mean that until after I said it. I kind of. No, just good, good American muscle, man. You <sighs> yeah, know? Man. If we Those start, if we start, yeah. If we start pulling in millions, dude, I don't, I don't want anything. That's I don't want to break up. I don't want to spend four hundred fifty thousand dollars on a car. You know, yeah. I don't want to spend whatever, but sixty thousand, seventy thousand. I'm gonna spend four hundred fifty thousand on on cars for sure. Yeah, we got ten Toyota Camrys. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'll spend half a million on cars, man. He's addicted. Oh shit, but, what's he got? But here's the thing. Here's the thing that that goes through my mind when I think about sports cars. Yeah, they're fucking badass. They're awesome. Where's the only place you can drive them tracks, to their full sure. potential? Yeah. Tracks. Where's the only place you can drive a Toyota Camry to its full potential? A track. Because that yeah. thing can do 120 miles per oh, hour sure. probably. Yeah. Maybe 130. Yeah. And so like what what the fastest freeways in America 80 85 miles per hour? Yep, out in Texas, yep. Okay, yeah, cool. Every single vehicle I own can do that. Yeah. Easy. Yep, it's uh yeah, cars aren't my thing for sure. I never got the bug. I think they're guitars kinda, are. I think they're kind of cool. I like the look of some of the exotic cars. It's just like I Would I, you fly I, if you had the money? Would you like get a plane, get your pilot license and just like Oh, probably. I mean, that's in my blood. My yeah. dad was a pilot. Yeah. No, I that's why up, I'm my asking. dad took me up in planes. He wanted me to get my pilot license when I was super young cuz he was like 15 when he got his. Yeah, you can get him really young. Yeah, yeah. and I and I uh, almost did. I almost got like all that stuff, but um just just did guitar and stuff instead but yeah that's as far as i understand that's not too crazy difficult yeah yeah for sure and then you know uh if you get a light enough aircraft yeah you know. my dad owned a, a plane when we were younger and i know what you're thinking it was like not what you're thinking it was like a tiny little prop plane like this thing probably cost less not than even my car. cessna like, <laughs> not even cessna status this thing cost probably less than my car and uh, yeah, he would take me up in that. And I thought it was the coolest thing when he would go Poo! on the side and you're looking out your window at just the. Was the it ground. like a Piper Cub or something like that? Uh, he could tell you. I don't remember. I'd have to text him after this. But uh, yeah, I remember going up in that thing as a kid a few times. And he didn't have very long. But uh, yeah, he got out of the Air Force. I guess missed flying. He got out of the Air Force because he had me. He flew F 15s. So this yeah, was dude. kind of. That, at dude. the time, the F 15 was the top of the top of the top plane that the United States had. Now it's the F 22 and F 35. Yeah, but they still can't even touch it in speed. The twenty two. Not I to think, mention the, the twenty two is designed to replace the fifteen, and I think it pretty much blows it out of the water and everything. Not with speed, but the thirty five I think replaces the sixteen or is going to. Yeah, as far as as far as I as far as I know, the uh, the F fifteen Eagle was like uh, over Mach two could go over Mach two. I don't know. So, well, the fastest plane we know is the SR seventy one, right? Uh, well, j- conventional jet engine, yes, because it is technically a jet engine. Um, Let's see here. Yeah, this SR-71 Blackbird. I saw that. I read this funny article. This guy, SR-71s. I had a toy model of those. This is one of my favorite planes. Just look how badass that Dude, I got right to there. climb on an SR-71 when I was a kid. Yeah, I've sat in cockpits of all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, my dad was friends with all the pilots still. So he, um, yeah, there's F-15 Eagle number three. Yeah, number three, dude. I'm telling you, dude. Nothing touches. The F-22 doesn't even come close oh, to Oh, that Valkyrie speed. thing's number one. Jesus, what is that? The SP-70, XP-70 Valkyrie no. was a bomber designed in the 50s, I believe. Uh, maybe 60s. It was a supersonic uh, bomber. Mach they, 3. <laughs> they never actually ended up um, putting ah, it, it into service it. because uh, I think they had se- at least one blow up in midair. Uh, I believe that's the history. If you're interested, you can go check it out. Um, but aviation history is really cool. Yeah, it um, it was too advanced for its own self. I was listening to this thing, uh, or no, reading an article, and it was these pilots. There was an SR-71, and those pilots were super specialized, and they mm-hmm. flew flew in pairs. And there were two of them on the ground, and they were hanging out at like the diner or whatever. And there were some other like hotshot pilots. You know, pilots are all hotshots. Yeah, egos yeah. bigger than Axl Rose. You know, just all these kind of crazy guys. 
And they came up to the SR-71 when it was new. They came up to the pilots. They were like, yo, we're going to climb. We're going to outclimb you. We're going to blow you out of the water. And the SR-71 pilots were like, all right. <laughs> and they went out to fly. And they said they played with them for a little bit. They let them think they were going to win. And then they just pulled back and hit it and just disappeared. And the other guys were like, what the fuck? <laughs> Damn, that thing, The thing about the SR-71 is it goes so high, too. Yeah, I think it, it has 80,000 like 80, feet. It was at service ceiling. It's crazy. That's like the U-2, which is not a very fast jet, but it's a reconnaissance jet with a very long wingspan. I think they they could go right around 70, 71,000. Do you know the only um, jet? It was uh, I think it's called the X-15, which is a rocket-propelled jet. They drop it off of the wing of the B-52's mm-hmm. uh, Super Fortresses. Strata Fortress. Um, and this guy accidentally went past the Kremlin line. Or Kem- I forget what the Kremlin, line is. Yeah, yeah which is 100 kilometers, mm-hmm. I think, above Earth. Maybe. It's a rocket-propelled, you know, right. plane. But um, it, was the, it was the only accidental conventional flight to go into space. Huh. Yeah. Oops. It's like, oh, here we go. Shit, we're in space. Fuck. Yeah. All right. <laughs> but uh, extremely s- experimental aircraft, um, rocket propelled. The, the old video of that, those things dropping off the wing and just going. Yeah. And just going, dude, it's just insane. My dad knew a lot of the Thunderbirds. He knew a lot of, like, the pilots. He knew, you know, some of his friends still fly and, and yeah. are, like, some of the people that are, like, instructors and stuff like that to new pilots. And so uh, one of them is a really good friend of my dad's. And his son now, my dad's friend's son, who I've met a few times, is now an F- F-22 pilot. So, um, you know, piloting is all, all around me a lot. But we went out to see him at a, at a base one time, sat in the cockpit and everything. And then we got to watch that 15 take off. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> and he took off. And so normally we're used to, all of us are used to regular planes. We yeah. fly yeah. from wherever. And you take off and you kind of pull up. Like this. Yeah, no. He when you pull up at F-15, right? you go straight up. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And he, uh, just for us, turned on some afterburner. <laughs> dude, it's the loudest thing you've ever heard in your life. Oh, it dude, shakes the earth. Yeah. Like, and it was just unbelievable, the power on those things. And it was just so cool. Just, like, can't, you're just grinning watching this thing. Just like, <laughs> like fly. You're just like, holy shit, dude. Dude, everything's like, vibrating and it's like yeah. a speck. I also, so, loved, <laughs> I also loved the A-10 as a kid. The tank The busters. tank killer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved those things. Warthog, Thunderbolt. I've heard so many different like terms yeah. of that. Yeah, Warthog's, yeah. I think, the official, uh, the A-10 uh, Warthog. Yeah. Yeah. But um, it was a jet designed around a Vulcan. Mm-hmm. I forget. Minigun. It's a 30 yeah. millimeter. I saw a video. Uh, one of my dad's friends showed us one of those videos where they put tracers every like 10th mm-hmm. bullet, whatever it and is. And you think the tracers are the, the only bullet that's you in there, but it, there's it, like it four looked, rounds it in looked, between those. It looked like a lightsaber. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, <laughs> you're like, holy shit. Dude, yeah, that's how they sound. It yeah. sounds like, yeah. Yeah, you turn on the machine gun, it's like, it's like, okay, all right, that's gone. Everything's gone. <laughs> Everything gone. But I've seen I've seen videos of bombs dropping on on buildings, like crazy stuff. Yeah, we watched this. Um, uh, they were doing a bomb run on like a building full of terrorists that was confirmed, and they had I guess hopefully cleared it the area of civilians and stuff. And the videos of the pilot, you're just in his canopy, looking down, kind of you see like the radar and all the different stuff, and you just see him. You know, all the pilots speak. <laughs> you can't tell. Yeah, yeah, right. I got a Mach two coming in a little, like whatever the fuck. And then finally, he's like, all right, bombs away, boom. And like, you, you just silent for a second, and you just see the building just, and you just hear the guy go, oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and my dad laughed so hard for so long at the, oh, dude. <laughs> kept playing it over and over again. Because, dude, this building was there, and this is a big, like a big building. I mean, yeah, yeah. 20 stories, and then it's just not. It's yeah, just dude. not there. It's just smoke and dust, and you're just like, oh, <laughs> I think that's got to be a new thing that we bring up. Like, oh, when we dude. see something fucking awesome, we just go, oh, dude. <laughs> your dad would your that. dad would be proud. I'll never forget. Oh, dude. <laughs> and, like, it, it was just funny because the pilot was so, like, by the book, like, military, like, straight-laced, and then he blows up this building and he just breaks all character. Yeah, oh, dude. dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, whatever's in there is yeah. proper yeah. fucked. I hope that was, yeah, bad yeah. guys because... <laughs> They're not anymore. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing alive in that building anymore. Oh, man, that's crazy. Yeah. And you press the button. <laughs> yeah, I know, <laughs> yeah, right? right? 
Uh, imagine yeah. how those guys that did the nuke and all that stuff were. Like that's. Did you actually Ooh. ever read in the history of those? No, those not guys. much. A lot of them. Some of them killed themselves. I believe um, it. Yeah, um, a lot of depression, that's pretty extreme issues, destruction. Because um, they, they, you know, you see the footage afterwards. You see the pictures, and it's like, and then you hear that they're still pulling up bones out of the rivers. Uh, the river, because the river was so hot, it was boiling. People jumped into the river to, and it was. No, they just cooked and yep. died. And so they still pull up bones to this day from yep. people that died. That's pretty nuts. Yeah. And then to, to you know, if you pulled the button, you press the button that dropped the nuke, you know, or whatever, and you see vapor, vaporized human being on the wall mm-hmm. of one of these stone church temples, probably, because they didn't really, weren't really Christian. They believed in the emperor, right? Uh People vaporized into the the stones and and pavement. That's all yeah. that's left to them. That's insane, dude. Yeah, dude. That's metal. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. There's nothing more metal. Uh, that's pretty crazy. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I've been watching like a lot of military based shows and listening to a lot yeah. of military based podcasts and a lot of Navy SEAL podcasts and interviews and stuff like that lately. So I think it makes kind of in that keeping zone. that keeping that in your head too. Like I've always. You know, I've always been fascinated by war. I think it's an awful thing, but I've always been intrigued by by technology, yeah. machines. Oh yeah, for sure. The machine stuff is is very cool. But the um, yeah, listening to those guys talk and with with humility and 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 listening for me with gratitude, as far as like these guys have seen like the worst parts of humanity, so that we don't really yeah. have to. Yeah. <laughs> so and like and, just the the just brutal toughness that these guys are. And a lot of it, you know, a, a lot of, um, you know, because I've got family, ex-military, out of military, um, and and the way they feel about, there's something super psychologically fucked up about fighting wars that don't matter to your yeah. country. Oh, yeah. As opposed to fighting and knowing that, like, it's coming to our doorstep. Right. You know, I, I, I think that there's a different profile. And, and I think trauma, trauma, like, so... You know, whether or not it was right after nine eleven, and someone was out, was like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to get these motherfuckers." There was a ton of that. There was a ton of that. Yeah. Well, all the guys I listened to, that's when they signed up. Yeah, exactly. They're all about that age. And that, and then a lot of them come to realize, like afterwards, it's like, but a lot of it was a crock of shit, just political. You know. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's rough for sure. Yeah. Um. I was listening to some of the Afghanistan withdrawal stuff in the in the documentary that there's been a couple. Uh I watched the one produced by Save Our Allies, which is Tim Kennedy's company, and there's a lot of a lot of good stuff that they're doing. They they literally went over there as an independent organization and rescued like tw- I think twelve thousand people, eleven thousand people. Which we had to do, dude. Like they these people are gonna be killed by the Taliban because yeah. they were helping But they were describing uh just the horrors of what they seen. There was there was women with infants Throwing their infants over the gates. Over the gates, yeah. Getting caught in the barbed wire. Not knowing that there yeah. was barbed wire and razor wire yeah. in there. And these babies would get stuck in the razor wire and die. Yep. And there's nothing any of the soldiers could do. Nothing anybody anybody could do. So there's just dead babies around the, the walls. And like, and the reason they were throwing, you might think that sounds crazy. They knew that throwing their baby over there was a better chance of that thing surviving than staying right where they were. Exactly. Yeah. The t- people don't realize. I think a lot of people in the West don't realize how ruthless. Um, oh, yeah. The Taliban, yeah, yeah. I certainly wouldn't have. I have no experience with the Taliban. Why would I? I only, I, I don't either. But I, <laughs> but, but, but I grew up listening to all. Yeah, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm heavily interested in in conflicts and why. Yeah, and uh, and so I've, I've, I've grown up knowing. You know, they're not a good group of dudes. It seems very regressive. You know, at least the Christian Church had a Reformation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I've been like, you know, like maybe, maybe. Islam should have a reformation and become a little more docile and cool to women and stuff. Yeah, I don't know, man. Because Christians used to not be. I mean, they'd fuck women up and and yep. go to war and fucking genocide people, essentially. Yeah, it's tough, though, because I don't know. You know, is there an issue with the religion? It just seems to be extremists, you know, in all areas of life. The problem is, is there's a lot of great people. I think the problem is that because of the books and the writing and no, and no like reformation of certain things, I think, and, and, and I might be pissing off a lot of people, 
but this is my honest opinion. Um, like, I feel like it because of the way the structuring of the religion involves government as well. Because mm-hmm. it's not just a religion. When you establish a religion, you have to wage holy war against people who don't believe it. And then you also have to establish an extremely oppressive yeah. government around yeah. the religion. Right. So, um, you know, in my personal opinion, I think that the religion needs to be reformed or just doesn't need to exist. Yeah. <laughs> it does seem to produce, at least it seems to me, to produce more extremists than all the others. Uh, and I don't know why, but that's just what it seems like. Yeah. Well, and, you know, um, it's it's old. A lot of people, it's fear. A lot of it's, most of it's fear-based. You know, as a kid, you know, if you want to step out and, and you know, the the punishment is insane. You can be stoned. You can yeah. be killed, thrown off a roof. Um, as long as it's in the name of Allah and, and, and obeying the Quran, it, it's all, it's all good, homie. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if, enough about it. I've read I've read into it a lot. Um you know, um I did read into it a lot. A lot. Uh, I w- I used to work with this guy, Lieutenant Gen- retired Lieutenant General Jerry Boykin. Um he uh I ran sound for him. I've talked with him. Um he used to work, he used to be in the Pentagon. He mm-hmm. was Ahead, he was he started the Green Beret and Delta Force. Mm-hmm. Like this is that this is that guy, dude. That's um, badass, yeah, dude. And so when he was tasked with understanding Islam, he fucking went to town, and uh, and then as well as he wrote a book about it, and I actually read that book, and it was very insightful. Like what most Americans don't realize is the reason why that. Muslims, harmless Muslims in America, and I say harmless, most of them are, but there's a reason why they wanted to build a mosque right where the 9-11 towers happened, Mm -hmm. because it is custom where you win a massive victory, you build a mosque in that place. Mm -hmm. And so most Americans, you know, were like, no, you know, it was kind of a big, big deal. But it's like, if you understand actually why, it's like, because they're waging war. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, was it Muammar Gaddafi said something like, this is like really in the weeds, this podcast. I know, right? Something like, uh, we don't have to wage war on Europe because we are breeding them out. Mm-hmm. Dude. And it is true. When you look at birth rates, mm-hmm. it's insane, dude. Yep. Um, yeah, I think, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not a part of it. I, I could never be a part of an oppressive religion. Yeah. Um, having been free my entire life yeah, and growing up. One thing I will say is we, we definitely um, seem to take a lot for granted here. Yeah. And having traveled abroad a lot myself and meeting a lot of people abroad and realizing how we're just one part of the world. We're not the whole world. Yeah. And everything that we tend to talk about amongst ourselves is with this current underneath it of like everything in the world is us. Yeah, exactly. Every, every thought we think affects the whole world. Because that is our whole world. Every celebrity we know, right? the whole world knows. Every, and it's not the case. It's not the case at all. There's different things. Every, every inflation rate, every gas price rising that we blame on the current president is only us. No, the whole world's affected. Like, we all are getting the same stuff. It can't all come back to one dude. Like, it's all everybody. There's a lot, it's a lot more complex than that. But uh, it's, it's really interesting because I'll bring up some of these points to some of my friends abroad and they're like, no, it's the, it's the same exact thing here, you know, blah, 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 blah. This is the problem. You know, we've been experiencing this and whatever. And it's pretty interesting to, to see that and, and the differences and the things that we think are, you know, oh, this is us and this is our thing and this is what we know. It's just totally different somewhere else. They just don't. Yeah. Not at all. Not on the radar. And that, that could be by design, you know, yeah. like the, to, to keep people from talking and realizing that yeah. there's a common. It's really cool. Yeah. I would encourage people to find friends abroad, however you can. And nowadays it's so easy. Yeah. Internet. Um, yeah. It's really nice. And I've, I've shared so much of American culture with my friends who don't know anything about it. And I've learned so much about uh, all sorts of different cultures from, from Spain to France, Germany, Italy, UK, all over the place. And which I realized I just named Europe, but <laughs> yeah, right. Right. <laughs> that's, that's where my friends are right now. So, 
Um, yeah, I don't know if I have any friends that, that are in Asia, Africa, or South America right now. Yeah. Canada. Yeah, I had an interview with a guy in Canada today. Yeah. So I, I got to say, you know, going back, just kind of like recap, I guess, on, you know, I don't hate anyone. Like, that is not me. And know? I hate everyone. <laughs> actually, I hate everyone equally. That's actually a better way. Like, I really just, I just don't like anyone. It's a general disdain for everyone. Yeah. I don't wish ill upon anyone, but right, I just yeah. don't like anyone. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know that I actively don't like people. I just, maybe, I, I don't do anything, but I just, yeah, I'm not, I don't know. <laughs> kind of just like doing my own thing. Yeah. So I'm I happy gotta throw I'm that out there. happy to leave you alone. I want everyone to, I want everyone to prosper and do well. I think a big thing though is, is unity. Yeah. Like if we keep going with this huge divide, like it's not going anywhere good. Yeah, exactly. We, we do. And this is just so, uh, what's the word? Tripe. That's not the word. Trite. Maybe. Anyway, but we we do need to realize that we there's so much more in common that we have than we than we don't. Yeah. Oh yeah. Everyone. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And everybody's making money off of us being you know, fighting and stuff, so taking our eye off the ball. Exactly. <laughs> so like we need to exactly, we need to realize that. And start dude. being, start and being that's, friendly. That's, give and give dude, people the benefit of the but doubt. But that's man. what. Okay. So this this go this this all ties back into something. But that's what rock and roll is. Yeah. Like. I had some people recently, the great uniter, like who are not rock and roll fans. Music come out in general, to, though. Yeah, music in general for sure. Um, but I had some people come out recently who are not rock and roll fans, and and see rock and roll, and they were like, "See us? Oh, us? Yeah, saw us." And, and they were they like, more death metal fans? No, no, no. Like <laughs> not. And, and and they were like, "Oh, we get it now. Yeah. This is awesome." Yeah. You know. There's an energy there that you don't experience in a lot of other other genres. There's still energy, but, but it's not the same type. Yeah. You know? For people that this is kind of related. Rock and roll feels wild and free and un un yeah. um, untamed. Unpredictable. Yeah. Right? And uh and that's I, I guess it makes sense why it came out of America. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. For yeah, that's true. That's America. <laughs> wild and untamed. Yeah. Um one of my friends, I was early on, I was struggling to get into metal music, like screaming and, and mm-hmm. heavier vocals and stuff. And some of my friends were, all of my friends were getting into it. And I was just kind of like, I don't, I don't like this. I don't know why. And I asked my friends, I was, one of my friends was way into it and liked some of the heaviest stuff still I've ever heard, the faceless, et cetera. And I was just like, what, what is this? I don't, I don't like it. I don't get it. He's not singing. He's screaming. And, and he, I'll never forget what he said. He said, it was the singer for the other league of my friend, Paul. Oh yeah. I gotcha. And he said, um, so music, all music, all singing, music, guitar, whatever. It's about delivering a message. That's it. It's about delivering a message to the listener. And you can do that any way you want. You could play a melody on guitar. You could write a symphony for an orchestra. You could sing a rock and roll song. Metal is usually conveying aggression and uh, disenfranchisement. Yes. And yeah. the way they choose to deliver that message is with a very aggressive form of vocalizing and that's all that is it's just the way of delivering the message in the way that they need it to be delivered and once i heard that i was like okay that makes sense like i don't need it i don't need to hear what i've always heard this is a new thing and i understand that once i understood that i I got way into it and i found different pockets of metal that i liked and that led to other pockets and then pretty soon it's just like yeah it's all good (laughs) yeah yeah i i think it would have been so much cooler to hear like experience it like i guess I remember the first time I heard heard screaming. I was like, "What the fuck is Lincoln Park for me? Fuck is this?" I I would wager it was a Lincoln Park for a lot of people my age. It was probably Lincoln Park. Uh, if it wasn't Lincoln Park, it was The Devil Wears Prada. Yeah, but they or were after, under or they under were oath, bit, right? Or under oath, they were still after, weren't they? I'm not sure the chronology of all of it, but Lincoln Park was like early on, and they weren't all screaming. Yeah, so it was kind of like almost a gateway. So what? Oh four was when. Slipknot was like 99, though, you know? Yeah, but I never listened to Slipknot when I was little. Like, I remember their like first it. album came out when I was in first grade, and I was terrified. It was, it was, I told someone this the other day. It was like, it was like a horror movie, but an album. These people were real, and they're wearing these terrifying masks, and I can't understand what the guy's screaming at me, and it just sounds scary. Yeah. I'm in first grade, like, what, seven, eight? And so I was just terrified of those guys for a long time. That first album cover is very creepy. Like they're all like all twisted up like Oh yeah, you know, for like, sure. All the ridiculous masks and stuff. And a great album, but I didn't know that at the time. So 
that might have been the first time I heard it. Linkin Park was the first time I liked it. Where I was like, oh, that's cool. He's singing, 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 and then he screams. You really know he means it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, there's something about like, okay, so if it's all screaming, it loses the effect. Yeah. Right? Because it just it can. Yeah. Sure. Well, for me, it does. Yeah. Um, if if the screaming is like really intentional, it has more of an impact. Yeah. Like, it's not. I guess you can't not say it's not with an intent with. Metal, it's obviously intentional throughout the whole thing, but I, I mean, intentional is an offset to something. Like if you're really like emotional about something, and it comes out in the song, and then there's a scream, I feel like that for me <coughs> impacts me. I've never been uh, a much of a fan of anything that's screaming the entire time. Yeah, um, you know about about the hardest I really ever got into was was Periphery, mm-hmm. and. Um, but but that's because uh their lead singer yeah Spencer Spencer um he he kind of he you know goes back and forth good, good vocalist quite yeah. a bit yeah really good vocalist for me it was uh Whitechapel's one of my favorites they scream pretty much the whole time yeah pretty much the whole and, time and you would think uh you would think that would kind of destroy your voice and then only recently they've had so many albums and only like the last one or two Phil started singing he's got a great fucking voice <laughs> it's like he's gotten really? better like, yeah. Really, I haven't, dude. Yeah. Honestly, it's I haven't really place. listened to Whitechapel since like high school, dude. Yeah, I saw him live. Parkway um, really, Drive was really another cool. big yeah. one, you yeah. know. They're from Australia, I think, right? Australia, I believe so. Yeah, I saw them live as well. Nice. Um, all of these bands I saw live at the same place. 2010 Warp Tour. All the bands. That was the year, dude. 2010 Warp Tour. That was the year. <laughs> I went I remember, again in 2013. Totally different. I remember that's probably the year where I saw the lineup. I was like, oh shit. Yeah. Every everyone. Yeah. We just sat at the metal stage all day. We saw Four Year Strong. Um, so many, so many bands. Damn. Yeah, that was a good year. Let's move into the VIP section. What do you say? Yeah, I think it's about that time. Uh, I just have one thing to say. Oh, dude. Oh, That's the name of this episode dude. for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, everybody. We'll catch you later. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for watching the latest episode of your new favorite band. This is the end of the free content. But if you want to unlock the full uncut versions of every episode, head over to lamaybe.com slash VIP and sign up for our membership. For $7 a month, you'll get extended episodes of our podcast, a bonus episode every month, plus exclusive merch. You'll also be supporting us and helping us continue to stay on the road and make new music. And for that, we're eternally grateful. So thank you.